The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the heart and soul in sports, welcomes you to Sharing the Victory. We've got a great program for you today on this Father's Day weekend. Up first will be Indianapolis Colts head coach, Tony Dungy. We think of the dad as the provider, being the breadwinner, but we don't always think in terms of the spiritual nurturing and and what the, the dad is supposed to bring. We'll also hear from former soccer star Kyle Rowe Jr. And later, a discussion on what it takes to be a dad. But right now, it's time to introduce the host of Sharing the Victory, University of Nebraska assistant football coach, Ron Brown. Well, welcome to Sharing the Victory as we talk about Father's Day, which is upon us. And I have one of the most inspirational dads that I know, and perhaps you would feel the same. And his name is Tony Dungy, the head football coach with the Indianapolis Colts. Tony, welcome to Sharing the Victory, and and happy Father's Day. Well, thank you, Ron. Tony, as we celebrate Father's Day, you are a very well-known father, and it's also been well-documented that you've had to go through quite a few things as a dad. What has fatherhood meant to you? Well, our whole family experience has probably made me just more appreciative of the role that fathers have. The Bible talks a lot about leadership in a home and talks about the father being the leader. And I think we've lost a little bit of that in America. Mm -hmm. We think of the dad as the provider, being the breadwinner, but we don't always think in terms of the spiritual nurturing and and what the the dad is supposed to bring. Mm -hmm. And um, having kids and seeing how they develop and watching them go through the ups and downs, you do get a sense of what your parents and what your father went through. And uh, again, I think all of our kids' experience have just made me so much more thankful for the training that I got uh, from my dad and more humble, too, in realizing that God has put you in, in this position and given you lives that you can impact so much. And the things that you say, the things that you do, how you act, how you respond to situations really shows them what they're going to do in their future. And that, that's, an, that's an awesome responsibility. Tony, you know, there's a, there's a lot of the young men that play for you who are becoming dads. And um, these football players, as you mentioned, need models. Many of them, and probably over half of them today, come from situations where their dads weren't around very much. What have they been able to learn from you going through the ups and downs of fatherhood? Well, you know, I have been so cognizant of that in the last 10 years as a head coach, and I've actually had situations where I've talked to players about their career, about injuries. I had one guy two years ago tell me, uh, you know, I wish I could talk to my dad about things like this. He's concerned about my career, but I don't know that I could talk to him about my life. And then you have other players that say, you know, I've never had anybody other than coaches to talk to about things like this. And it does make you realize, I mean, I've taken this for granted that everybody comes to us with that background of having a dad to talk to. And and you're right, we're probably at about 65% now that do not. And uh, unfortunately, that's happening all over our country, not just with our athletes. So we've got to take a a bigger role. We really do. As dads, we've got to do our job. And then I think we've got to reach out and mentor those young men and young women that haven't had the dads in the home. We're talking to Tony Dungy, the head football coach with the Indianapolis Colts, celebrating Father's Day. And Tony, you know, you have been involved very significantly in a ministry called All Pro Dads. And what impact do you think that this ministry has had on dads around the country? Have you, have you heard anything regarding feedback? I have heard some great feedback. It's been one of the more gratifying things in my career. It started when we were in Tampa. A group of our coaches got together with uh, the president of an organization called Family First, Mark Merrill. And Mark said, how can we take the, the enthusiasm that guys have for the NFL 
and try to channel some of that enthusiasm into fathering. And we came up with the concept of All Pro Dad, just a, a way we could get information to men about how they could be more effective fathers. And uh, it's been great. Uh, we have a daily email. We have a lot of informational programs on the website. And I, I've heard from a number of dads who have just said, you know, it's made me think more about my job as a father. It's given me one little bit of information to connect with my kids better. And uh, that's been awesome. Uh, you know, one of the things you can't really put into, into words about how much it's meant to me. You know, Tony, as I look through Scripture, uh, I, I've come to realize, and it's a very humbling thing, and I see it in my own life as a dad, that just being a Christian doesn't automatically qualify you as a dad or a good mm -hmm. one. What advice do you have for us Christian dads out there? That it's, it's not an automatic. It's not just a given. It's not. And uh, you realize that it, it takes work, that it takes a conscious effort. And I, I know for me, I look at, at myself and the hours that I commit to my kids, and I look at the hours that my dad committed to us, and it doesn't match up. And I, yeah. I, I feel convicted about that. Carving out time and letting your kids know that they're important, I think that is paramount for us. And that's what I hope, anyway, is my kids know that if I don't have the same amount of time my dad has, at least I can have the same amount of quality that he gave me. Well, it sure seems like, Tony, that we have to be creative, particularly in the world of sports, you as a coach, myself as a coach, finding ways to include them in, in the culture that we live in. And I know that you've had uh, your boys sometimes as ball boys and hanging around the team. And Any other suggestions for us that way, in a creative way? Maybe there's some golden moments that we can include our kids in. Any other suggestions that way? There are. You, and uh, that's what kind of All Pro Dad is all about, just throwing out different ways that you can uh, – get with your kids and make those moments count. And uh, for me, it's been learning to text uh, and being able to give a 10-second text message. Uh, it doesn't seem like much, but I know my, my oldest son especially, when I just text him and say, hey, have a great day and I hope you have a good practice today, uh, it means a lot. And uh, to be able to take the time to do little things that connect on their terms uh, is really helpful. Mm, that's great. Well, Tony, we really want to uh, wish you a happy Father's Day, and uh, and you've represented what it really means to be a dad and a man in Christ through all the things that you've had to go through as a dad, as a husband, and uh, we just want to thank you for standing firm in the Lord Jesus Christ and representing that well. Well, thank you, Ron. It's something that is important to our country, and, and we have to do a better job. We as men, all of us, have to do a better job and help that next generation do a better job of, of being great dads. Tony Dungy, the head football coach at the, with the Indianapolis Colts with us today as we celebrate Father's Day. Tony, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Ron. It is always a pleasure to be with you. Straight ahead, we'll hear from one of the great American soccer players of all time, Kyle Rope Jr. Keep it right here on Sharing the Victory. Introducing a new revised softcover edition of Tony Dungy's autobiography, Quiet Strength. This custom FCA edition includes an extra chapter on Coach Dungy's life after his Super Bowl victory, study questions following each chapter, and a chapter on Coach Dungy's involvement in FCA. For a donation of $15 to Sharing the Victory Radio, we'll send you the new FCA softcover edition of Quiet Strength. Call Monday through Friday toll-free 1-866-STV-5031. That's 866-788-5031. Hey, this is Jimmy Page, National Director of FCA Health and Fitness. I'm excited about our new daily podcast called Fit Life Today. Fit Life Today is 90 seconds of information and inspiration you need to live a fit life. It's a practical blend of spiritual principles, physical training, and common sense advice to help you live the full life that Jesus came to give. 
Subscribe today to receive the free daily podcast at fcahealthandfitness.org. That's fcahealthandfitness.org. Live a fit life. Come on, you can do this. Hi, Ron Brown back with you on Sharing the Victory. It's time for FCA Across America. And I'm going to kick, no pun intended, this segment off with Kyle Rowe Jr. He's the son of Kyle Rowe, who played football in college and in the NFL, a great star, also an NBC sports announcer for a number of years. Kyle played football in high school and a little in college, but then went into another direction. And that was soccer. Kyle became one of the first American soccer stars. Let's listen as Kyle spoke at last year's Greater Fort Worth FCA Banquet. Finally, I'm happy to be here tonight because just a few miles from where we are was the most important athletic event of my life, Farrington Field. My uh, senior, is, uh, I just come to Christ during a summer camp, and many of you know about FCA camps. I had come to Christ. I was going to play my first game. We had four of us on my high school team from Dallas that ultimately went on to play college football. Uh, Texas Football Magazine had us rated extraordinarily high, and we were playing against Pascal, and while they were much larger than us physically, we had lots of speed on the team. In that opening game as a brand-new Christian, I was 7-for-7 as quarterback of our team. Unfortunately, three of those were completed to the other team. (laughs) And a game we were supposed to win by several touchdowns, we lost 7-to-nothing because I also missed on a couple of pitches after these big running backs that we had. We lost this game 7 nothing, and one of my teammates came up to me after the game. He said, gee, Kyle, what does it feel like to single-handedly lose for your high school? And it didn't feel very good. Went into the locker room, and it was as if I, uh, I don't know, that I had some disease or something. No one wanted to touch me. No one wanted to talk to me. We were all so disappointed and embarrassed. And yet someone who understood what goes through a 16-year-old's mind when you're in the midst of an abject failure and you've let down so many, goes through the locker room, finds this little kid, puts his arms around me and hugs me and issues this wonderful truth. You know, Kyle, or they used to call me Rookie, you know, Rookie, God's love for you has not changed at all over the last three hours. Your family, your fans, your classmates, They're all in that up and down, conditional love. When you do well, you know they loved you last year. They loved you when you did well. But you need to know the God that loves you promises to never leave you nor forsake you. Now, I was still devastated by the loss. But as I look back on my career, that was the pivotal moment. Because from that point on, I've never feared failure because I knew failure would never define me. The blood of Jesus Christ that allowed me as an imperfect person to have a relationship with the perfect God. What happened on the cross that allowed me as an imperfect person or a a sinful person to have a relationship with a sinless God gave me the greatest strength that a man can ever have. I don't know your particular circumstance. I don't know what happened athletically or business wise for you, but I do know this, that FCA is fighting the battle as the heart and soul in sports for the value system for your kids and grandkids in this culture. And they're holding up those essential truths that Oprah and Dr. Phil often take away. So to God be the glory for the great things 
that he has done through FCA nationally for the last 50 plus years. To God be the glory for the great things that he's been doing through these 90 huddles here in the Fort Worth area, even right now as we speak. But most of all, to God be the glory for the great things he wants to do and will do through you and me as we join a team where you never get cut, you never run out of eligibility, your abilities and skill sets are affirmed by others, knowing we're involved in a process that has eternal significance. That was Kyle Rote Jr. at last year's Greater Fort Worth FCA Banquet. Happy Father's Day! And up next, our Father's Day focus continues with a father and son, Carrie and Marcellus Casey. Both of these guys have had long-time relationships in the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. They'll have some great insights on what it takes to be a father of influence. You're listening to FCA's national radio show, Sharing the Big. Cole throws it in the end zone. It's intercepted. The ball game and the season are over. over yeah, over. that's me. I can't seem to get away from it. I feel like I let down the entire state. Yeah, it hurts. But don't worry about me. I'll be fine. There's someone who's there for me and cares for me no matter what. Unconditional love. You know what I'm talking about? Go to morethanwinning.org. You won't want to miss the next issue of Sharing the Victory magazine featuring a three-time Pro Bowl quarterback. Hey, this is Matt Hasselbeck with the Seattle Seahawks. The football stuff's great, but there's so many other things that have happened in Seattle. Sharing the Victory magazine is 40 full-color pages with articles on some of America's most popular athletes and coaches. For a subscription of just $19.95, you'll receive nine issues a year. Call Monday through Friday toll-free 866-STV-5031 or order online at sharingthevictory.com. And now back to Sharing the Victory with our host, Ron Brown. We have a very special show today celebrating Father's Day. And guess what? We have two special guests with us, a father and son team, Carrie and Marcellus Casey. Many of you have heard of Carrie Casey, formerly with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, now with the National Center of Fathering, president of that, and Marcellus Casey, who is on staff as the chaplain for the University of Illinois football team. Guys, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Oh, we're glad to be on, Ron. Well, guys, it's great to have you on board. And, you know, I wanted to throw out something to you. You know, in the sports world, and you guys have been very involved in sports. Uh, Of course, Kerry, you played football at the University of North Carolina. Outstanding athlete. And Marcellus, of course, you have a very athletic background. And as I've mentioned at the top of the show, you are involved with the ministering to that Illinois football team. You guys know that most of these recruitable young men today, most of these scholarship athletes that come in these major colleges, do not have a dad in the home. Kerry, first of all, you certainly being the the president of the National Center of Fathering now, why don't you give us an assessment of what you're seeing nationally with that? Yeah, there are 62 million fathers in America, Ron, and but 25 million children will go to bed tonight without a biological father in the home. And that causes many uh, problems in America in terms of poverty, teenage pregnancy, kids dropping out of school, young men as far as that's concerned, lack of authority. I was talking to Marcellus a while back, and many times the struggles he deals with with an athlete, many times it's a father wound 
or upset because, you know, dad wasn't there or don't have a strong relationship with the father. Hmm. Well, you know, I, I uh, looked at some of the National Football League studies recently, and they do this study on uh, who's the most influential person in your life. They asked that question to every NFL player a couple years ago. 92% of the NFL players said that the most important figure, the most influential figure in their life was a coach. Now, yes. now we're happy that coaches have that kind of influence, but that says something. Mom and dad, where are they? And certainly, in most cases, moms are, are battling it through. But you would think that dad would have an enormous influence on son, but they just don't have it. Marcellus, as you deal with the young athletes at the University of Illinois, would you say that that would reflect many of their hearts as well? Yeah, it's really a sad day and age just seeing how many guys have fathering wounds whether or not you're from an urban area where your father is not there or in jail or out on the streets, but then you go right to the suburbs and you have a father who may have a lot of money and may be a doctor but is emotionally not present because he's an alcoholic or, you know, is just not a good dad or a workaholic. And so fathering has no socioeconomic status as far as you know, how much money you have, that's not what it takes to be a good father, and that's not what it takes to be a bad father. I mean, with the guys that we deal with, you know, we get them from the suburbs to the urban areas no matter what, and you hear the absolute just horror stories of um, things that either a dad has said to his son or never said at all or, you know, of just a father not being there or a father being incarcerated, and it's, it is a very sad issue. I, I believe that it's an issue that the gospel of Jesus Christ can not just play a role in, but that's where you're going to find true healing. And mm -hmm. I sat with one of our players in the hallway just in tears, just talking about his dad and how his dad is an alcoholic and the things that he would do when he would come home drunk and that, how that affected his young man's family. And, and, and in tears, he accepted Christ right there in the hallway. Wow. And so, Whoa. And when these guys really come to know Christ, and really come to know him as their true father, that's where I really believe that the situation will be healed, you know. Mm. Marcellus explained it very well and eloquently. Only through Christ, the perfect father, can really heal that wound. And there are guys in the NFL, I have the privilege to work with the Chiefs Run, the National Center, we do teaching on fathering for the players during the week, three of my staff, and then I do chapel on Saturday nights and with them on the sideline. But these guys even are hurting like you wouldn't believe. We ask them uh, preseason, how many of you guys have drank over the past two weeks? And they looked at each other, the rookies did, kind of snickered, laugh, raised their hand. Then the psychologist asked them, how many of you have been to a strip club in the past few weeks? And they laughed, snickered, raised their hand. We ask them, how many of you, I did ask them, how many of you didn't grow up with dad, don't know dad, they didn't laugh, they put their heads down, but a number of them raised their hands. Mm. They are very hurt, and they don't want just that conditional love. Mm. I make money, you love me. I make money, the family wants to be around. They want to know that they're cared for, and that's what I've tried to do with Marcellus. His granddad did with me. That's why we're here. It's no mistake, mm. but it's the grace of God, because we had good fathers, but they were not perfect, and uh, Marcellus's dad is not perfect. Mm -hmm. but, but, you know, that's what I want to talk about, Carrie. I mean, to raise a boy 
as a dad and with mom and whoever else is in the family, it's very intentional. What did you do intentionally where you've seen that has, has had a lot of influence on Marcellus to, for the kind of young man that he is today? I looked at Marcellus just a few weeks ago, Ron, and he just became a father. They have, gave us our first granddaughter. Right. But I watched him in the hospital. He didn't leave his bride's side or his daughter's side the whole time they were in the hospital for those 48 hours or whatever. And I was thinking, where did he learn this from? He's never gone to a fathering class or anything like that. But I think about he saw me as a dad, and I'm not perfect, but I know he saw his granddad. And one thing we're finding out, Ron, through strong research, is that an effective father or a good father, three basic things really come out, and that is that a effective father is a loving father. Love the child's mother, love the child. Then, two, a effective father is a coaching father. They coach the child through life, and that's what I try to do, not just be dominary, but to coach them along. And the last thought is, is that they are modeling. They don't just preach it, but a father just lives it before their children. And so be a sermon and not just preach one. And that's what I've tried to do over the years. My guest today, Kerry Casey and Marcellus Casey, talking about fathering, celebrating Father's Day. We want to be an encouragement to all you dads. We have 20 copies of a small paperback book called The Difference a Father Makes. The author is Ed Tandy McGlasson, a former NFL lineman and now a pastor in California. We'll send this book, The Difference a Father Makes, to the first 20 people who email us. And you can reach us at stvradio at fca.org. Once again, that's stvradio at fca.org. Make sure you include your mailing address. FCA president and former NFL coach and daddy, Les Deckel, is chomping at the bit to chime in about Father's Day. We'll let him do that next when Sharing the Victory continues. A Father's Day tribute from Heisman Trophy winner Tim Tebow. I was very lucky growing up to have a dad who was very strong in his beliefs. He wasn't very affected by peer pressure at all or what other people said. So, you know, with homeschooling, with being a missionary, with taking this whole family to the Philippines, I learned from someone who is very bold and courageous. You know, I'm just very thankful for having a you know, father figure who stepped away from me. And when I saw you know, my dad do it, I know I can do it as well. Happy Father's Day from FCA. Join us next weekend on Sharing the Victory as host Ron Brown visits with Cincinnati Reds pitcher Jeremy Affelt. I make sure when I get up in the morning that I get into the Bible, man. I, I got to read the Word of God. Ron will also chat with baseball legend Carl Erskine. And I think that's the basis of FCA is we've been blessed. Now let's use it right. Plus, former big league star Julio Franco will be on the program. We'll have a front row seat for you next weekend on Sharing the Victory. Again, to all y'all dads out there, happy Father's Day. Hi, Ron Brown back with you on Sharing the Victory. And happy Father's Day to FCA President Les Steckel. As I hope you've remembered, this Sunday is Father's Day. It's said that the first idea of a Father's Day tribute came while Sonora Dodd was listening to a Mother's Day sermon in 1909. Sonora decided a special day, too, was in order to honor her own father, William Smart, a Civil War veteran who was widowed when his wife died in childbirth with their six children. 
As an adult, Sonora Dodd realized the tremendous sacrifices her father made, raising six children alone on a rural farm in eastern Washington state. Because her father was born in June, she chose to have the first Father's Day celebration in Spokane, Washington, on June the 10th, 1910. A National Father's Day celebration was first recommended in 1924 by President Calvin Coolidge, but it wasn't until 1972 that President Richard Nixon made it permanent, the national holiday, every year on the third Sunday of June. My own dad is with the Lord now, but he was someone who commanded respect also. My dad was known to his buddies as Pumper. Dad was definitely a fighter. He fought in World War II. He fought his way to a college education, the first in his family to do so. And he demonstrated toughness, integrity, honesty, and a fierce determination to succeed. He worked two jobs for 38 years, one of them being a high school math teacher, and he would not tolerate people who wouldn't work hard. I regret my father never once complimented me. After I became an NFL coach, years later, my dad once told my wife, Less is where he is today because I never complimented him. In later years, I found myself looking for someone who embodied toughness and integrity, but would also tell me I was doing a good job. Thankfully, men such as Raymond Berry and Tom Landry became father figures for me. They told me things I needed to hear, but also things I couldn't afford to ignore. What I needed even more then, as well as now, was not so much an earthly father, but the father of all fathers, whose love, comfort, forgiveness, peace, and blessing are beyond all human comparisons. Thank God I discovered that deep, intimate relationship with the Lord. And as a father myself now to three children, I am blessed to know that all three of them love and are walking with the Lord Jesus Christ, and they are daily listening to his voice and following him. Perhaps this Father's Day finds you wanting to develop a closer relationship with your own father. If so, that's great. Perhaps as a father yourself, you want to become more involved in your children's lives. I hope that is the case. That's so important. But please also do not neglect your relationship with your Heavenly Father. I've often said there is nothing more important than a close, intimate, personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. To learn more about having such a relationship, go to our website, www.morethanwinning.org. Become acquainted with the Father of all fathers, one who will always love you unconditionally and never disappoint you. Happy Father's Day to all the dads. You know, every time I hear Happy Father's Day, I get a little bit of a lump in my throat. Because I have to admit, there's a self-examination over this enormous responsibility of what it means to be a dad. And I know a lot of you guys can relate to me. But we got a great manual, a playbook called the Bible. And we have God himself, who is a father, showing us how to be the Christian dad that we should be. I just want to just encourage all you guys, including myself, to yield to the Lord Jesus Christ and give this dad thing up to him and let him, through us, be the kind of dad we're supposed to be to our children. Remember, there are two ways of doing sports, God's way and man's way. Which will you choose, dad and the rest of you? Have a great week. Enjoy the rest of Father's Day. We'll see you next week on Sharing the Victory. Want to learn more about sharing the victory? 
Check us out on the web anytime at sharingthevictory.com slash radio. Have a happy Father's Day, and we look forward to being with you next weekend. Sharing the Victory is a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the heart and soul in sports.